Camp, Camp Radio. Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage, and I'll be your host. We uh, continue our series on missional strategies for the church in today's culture today. We have with us Phil Young. He's uh, Director of Missions for the uh, Knox County Baptist Association. Phil, thank you for, for uh, uh, continuing this uh, series and uh, of discussion. I appreciate you coming and being here. Thank you, Kevin. It's always good to be with you. Well, let's kind of dive into this. Uh, we talked last podcast as, as we began with really, I would say, call these almost like the five E's, uh, but empower, being empowered by His Spirit. And we, we began with that. And today, we want to talk about really community, exploring the community. What does that mean? Yeah, exploring the community is really very simple. Um, pretty easy step in, in the strategy. And it takes us back to a timeless missiological principle to where when you come into a community, you want to explore who is there, basically to find out, well, well, who are we? Who lives around me? What does our community look like? What are the people groups there? What are the different types of nationalities or socioeconomic cultures that might be represented in the community? Mm -hmm. It's basically just, I call it walking around with your eyes open uh, to see who all is around you, what type of people live right around me in my neighborhood. Right. And, and that information, I don't know if most pastors know that, uh, at least in Tennessee, I, I assume other state conventions, they can get this information, but pastors can go to their state convention and probably through their director of missions and ask for uh, a breakdown of the uh, so-called socioeconomics, age groups, uh, so up to, I don't know, how maybe 10 miles or 20 miles around the church, correct? Actually, yes. In fact, um, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board and the associations within the Tennessee Baptist Convention uh, have some of the best demographic type studies that we could ever hope for. They're different today. They're so much um, more effective with the technological advances that have come into play. You no longer have to do like a sweeping radius. You can actually draw the community, mm-hmm. uh, draw it any way that you want, cut off by major interstates or rivers or whatever, but you can actually draw it the way you want to draw it that represents the community in which you live and get the exact demographics of the people who make up that that area. That is a great resource, and I don't know if people realize that doesn't cost you anything. That's right. If you're a part of the Tennessee Baptist Convention, that is uh, a resource for you. All you have to do is request it. Uh, It may take a couple of days to get it all together. But uh, uh, somebody will send that directly to you. And, and even if you don't quite understand it, they'll walk through it with you to help you understand, to get a better idea of what your community's like. Exactly. They'll sit down right with you. And like you said, that's a that can be a very costly resource in other areas. Mm, but if you're a part of this network, that's available for you. And they will come and sit down with you, help you interpret it. Yeah. If not, it can just look like a lot of pages with a lot right. of numbers. <laughs> uh, but they can actually sit down with you and help you interpret that and know exactly who lives in your community and we think that's the f- that's really the first missiological principle that we're trying to get into all of our churches. Hmm. As we're assisting them to take on a missionary posture, we believe that this type of information to them, this this statistical demographics is a great way for them to get a good broad brush picture of who lives around them. 
and go doing a prayer walk and walking around, getting her eyes on houses, understand the communities, uh, you know, and you, and that, that's a it's a good resource to, to actually do some prayer walking in neighborhoods to really know is is this uh, more of a uh, uh, younger age group in this community? Is it an older age group in this community? That's important to know, right? It really is. One of the things that we've learned this year, 2020, mm-hmm. uh, it's brought some challenges, hasn't it? Yeah. And uh, in 2020 with the pandemic, one of the things that we've seen is that while people couldn't gather in large gatherings, they were they were forced back into their homes right. for longer periods of time. So they were spending a lot more time in home, in their own community, in their own subdivision, their own neighborhoods. And one of the things that we found was that this missiological principle of exploring your community, while timeless, became more timely than ever. Right. Because in the midst of a pandemic, when we're wondering how we're going to connect with people, we were we were forced back into our neighborhoods. Beautiful way to do that is to prayer walk that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And as you're walking around the streets of your subdivision or your community or whatever it might look like, you're praying and you're you're literally just praying with your eyes open to see who God shows you is living right next door to you. Yeah. And many times, one of the things that we're finding is that people uh, will take that demographic information that we talked about just before, mm-hmm. and they're saying, wow, I didn't realize that our community was so diverse. But when they actually start walking, prayer walking with their eyes open and seeing who's there, they're actually laying eyes on the people that they've learned about from the study. And it, be, it brings it to life for them. They're like, wow, that's my neighbor. That's right. the person that lives across the street. That's the person that lives two blocks away. And they're laying eyes on on real people, mm-hmm. not just statistical information. We have a, uh, have a friend that she goes, she walks every day and she has a route. She lives in a very small little community, little town. She walks, uh, I don't know, four or five miles a day. And uh, she has a friend with her and they do, it's more like a prayer walk. It's a prayer walk, but they do this exercise too. And they pass by the same houses. One of those days she was sharing with me, she came across, uh, there's a lady that was sitting on some steps uh, away from, that's during this time of the, the uh, pandemic. And they, and it was sitting away from the, the, the uh, sidewalk and she could, it was obvious that she was upset, crying. And uh, uh, she uh, said, uh, hey, uh, is everything all right? And the lady said, yes. And they got ready to walk away. And she said, uh, can I talk to you? And so she had noticed every day that she walked this same area. She prayed for those houses she walked through. And it opened up a door to opportunity because this lady just needed to talk. She knew that, that she would walk by and she'd be able to share the gospel with. So it was a neat uh, experience and God as a divine appointment that God had, but that's what happens when you start doing prayer walks. It really is. You start to see people, you start to hear their needs, mm-hmm. and you develop, um, begin to develop a relationship with them. And when you do that, that really turns our hearts back to what God wants for us, and that is to have a heart for the people. Diana Davis wrote a book titled Across the Street and Around the World, mm-hmm. and she hits that importance of praying for people that we that we see in our own neighborhoods. Right. And she says this, she says, start by praying one simple prayer every day. And that prayer is, God, break my heart for the lost. Mm. As we're prayer walking our community, that's that's where we start. Right. God, just place upon my heart and break my heart for the needs of the people around me. She goes on to say that that's really the starting point, that we have to begin the pursuit of being on God's mission with the pursuit of the heart of God. When my heart is broken, genuinely broken for the people across the street, and around the world who have no relationship with Jesus, then my mission changes from being self-focused to being committed to whatever it takes to see people come to Christ. 
That's the heart of prayer walking right there. Yeah. The other thing, if I can share with you the other thing that we're trying to encourage our churches to do sure. is to, to get that demographic information, get that printed out information of what that community looks like around you. Then actually put some feet to that. Start to do the prayer walks. Keep your eyes open. Start to en- engage and encounter the people that as you're prayer walking your community. But the other thing that we're asking them to do as part of the exploring your community mm-hmm. step and the strategy is to conduct a community needs assessment. There are many models of that out there as well, and the, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board can help you with that. Right. Your local association could probably help you with that. It's a good way to go out and, and to conduct a community needs assessment. So now what you're doing is you're putting together the demographic information, the objective statistical information that's there. You're putting some heart and emotion to it by laying your eyes on the people in the community. And then when you're doing a community needs assessment, you're actually finding out what are the people in my community need? Maybe they, maybe they need some type of assistance. Maybe they just need some type of interaction and, and community building. But you're finding out what do the people in this community need so that we can prepare to take on the next step, which we'll talk about soon. But now that I know who's here, what are their needs? Right. And how do I begin to care about that? So how does a small church... Uh, you know, there's there's a, uh, there's pastors there listening right now. They're probably thinking, you know, we we have maybe about 25 people in our church. It's an older church, and and we we just don't have the resources. I'm not sure if we can meet the needs. But is that true? Actually, it, it's not because yeah. this uh, missional strategy would work for a church of any size with any supply of resources. Because basically, all it takes is for us to have this heart for the people. As we've mentioned, one of the most expensive resources is available to our network churches for free, and that would be the demographic information. But let's say that you don't even have access to that. You can get a lot of that type of information online if you really want to spend the time to dig it out. But the most important thing is to begin to engage in this prayer walking. Get out, lay your eyes, go to the markets. Who's at the markets in your community? When you're going to the grocery store in, in the neighborhood where you live, have your eyes open. Who am I seeing? Am I seeing different nationalities represented than I ever saw before? Am I seeing a different type of people group there? One of the things that we found during the pandemic is communities would have food trucks come in to sometimes and do that. Yeah. Go support that. Just go hang out and, yeah. and or go to the park. One of the best things that I have found in my own neighborhood, and it was difficult. We've only been there in one year in the neighborhood and where I live now, but we were walking our dog. And we found that during the pandemic, a lot of people are walking their dogs. Right. And it's amazing what how much a, a friendly dog can open up a yeah. conversation <laughs> with someone. But that doesn't cost you anything. In fact, Kevin, the the biggest resource that exploring your community involves is your time. The time to take to walk out, to meet someone, just to keep your eyes and your heart open. So it can happen in church of any size, in any location, urban, rural, suburban, large church, small church. Every single church can begin to explore their community. So building relationships. That's, that's really what it's about. all about. There's people in need. There's people that are hurting. And, and even if we might not be able to meet their physical need, we are definitely can meet their spiritual need by pointing them toward the Lord. Absolutely. And, but we had to be willing to do that. And, and I, I think this is a great strategy that, that you're laying out here, and, and especially about exploring a community. Because really, there's a lot of churches that have no idea of the uh, who lives in their community. Uh, they're disconnected. And, and here, uh, there, there, I would say there's many churches who their congregation does not live in their community. That's that, right. That church might have been, uh, been relocated or those, all those that congregation, those members move to a different community, so they don't know anybody at all. Uh, so it really limits their ability to meet the needs in their community. 
That's right. You know, and when we see that happen, there's a couple of things that we talk about. And one is that just as you've mentioned, a church can be located in a community and not be located among the community. And we really have to start to think differently about that. Mm -hmm. If we're located in a community, we need to look at some ways that our church can be among the people of that community. But even in a church where a lot of people drive into that particular area, they still drive home and they're surrounded by people in their own communities Mm -hmm. um, who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, aren't connected to a local body of believers. And so whether it's in the church's community, it's whether it's in the community where they live, maybe where, where they recreate or whatever it might be, we all have different types of communities around us every day. But we think it's important for a church if it's located in a, in a community, to be living among the people of that community. Well, I agree. And and many times I've known guys who have actually moved in their community intentionally or moved into apartment complexes intentionally uh, so, uh, so they can impact and they can reach people. And if we all would think that way, if we were all willing to give up our luxuries and our uh, the things or places we want to live and go to where the lost are, uh, how could we really impact our nation? Exactly. We, my wife and Kim and I, we have a couple of good friends, Jeff and Jess. They did that very thing. God placed upon their heart a community in Knoxville, and they relocated to that community specifically for the purpose of trying to build relationships to help people get connected to Christ and his church. We think of missionaries as moving to another country. Right. Jeff and Jess are missionaries. They just moved across town. Well, Phil, thank you for joining us today and, and talking about exploring your community, which is, I think is a vital uh, piece of this, uh, uh, th- this strategy. And uh, I'm looking forward to, for us uh, for our next podcast. Uh, also, I'd like to thank those who are listening to our podcast today. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, I ask that you leave a comment or follow us. Uh, that will help others to listen to this great resource. If you'd like to uh, ask a question to Phil or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.